And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. So how do you scale a consulting business? So many people are consultants and they end up being a one person kind of shop or maybe a small team. Then you run into the challenges of scaling that to a much larger operation. There's a lot of tricks, pitfalls, and tips that we're going to have for you today. Uh, before I get into that, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, and Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Go to Fullscale.io to learn more. There's a link for that in the show notes. With me today is Eeyore Bauman, and Eeyore is the CEO and co-founder of Worky. That's spelled W-O-R-K-E-E. You can find a link to worky.net in the show notes as well. Straight out of San Francisco, California. ER, welcome to Startup Hustle. Uh, thank you, boss. It's amazing to be here. Thanks for having me and let's make it productive for everyone. Yeah, I'm interested in, in the subject and uh, what you do at Worky. If, for those of you that are listening, once you scroll on down to the show notes and, and take a click because what yours uh, built is a, is, a, is a platform to help many uh, independent contractors or consultants or people uh, do a better job. Now, Eora, let's get the conversation started today with a little bit about your backstory. So lay, lay it yeah. on us. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so everything, you know, uh, you never know what's uh, what's waiting for you around the corner. So it was the same story with the startup. Uh, you always knew that something is coming, but like how it will come to you, you never know. Uh, for me, it was story from pandemic. Uh, because a lot of people lost their jobs, uh, it was really hard to move online. And it's a real challenge for a lot of professions. And it was the same story for my mom, who lost her therapy job in one private hospital due to COVID. It was not ready to operate at that point of time. And my mom, having a lot of clients already through her career, was asking me questions, how to work with them, how to create a personal website, how to manage like management system, how to manage payments, how to pay taxes. And it's a real nightmare for a lot of professionals who already have clients, though, right? But you still need to manage them, them, uh, them somehow. You need to, to still manage not only your clients, but your business operations. And admin things are always pretty annoying. And that's why we decided to create Worky to empower professionals to work directly with their clients at the same time to manage business routine like invoices, accounting, and taxes out of the box. So this is what we do. Yeah, and I think that's a, a useful tool for so many people, you know, whether it's consulting or just all forms of small business. So many people kind of get into business accidentally. You know, they pick up a client here, they yeah. pick up a client there, they got a side hustle. Next thing you know, they want to they want to go full time and and now they gotta run a business, which isn't usually what they're trained to do. So uh, like you said, your mom you said she was a therapist. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so she's good at that. She might not be. She went to school for that, got certified for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Has, yeah, has all that. But what you don't get with that is an MBA or business management. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of tools that help people with whatever it is that they do. Now, when you talk about scaling a consulting business, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, there's a lot of consulting companies out there that, um, mm -hmm. you know, give you advice on, gosh, pick whatever, you know, there's a consultant out there for it. You don't usually run into big firms that have a ton of consultants. There are some out there, but I think that's because scaling these things can be difficult. If we talk about like scaling a consulting business in general, like where's, where are some of the first things that, that what are some of the first problems that someone's likely to encounter? Yeah, I guess uh, starting from the basis, uh, first of all, before scaling the business, you need to know specifically what are you going to scale, right? What's your product? Do you know your product already in place? Is it like already packed somehow? Do you have the audience? Do you have the newsletter? Do you have their email communication with your customers? Do you know how to sell this product? Do you know who gonna buy this product? So all of those questions, you need like to have this as a, your homework before anything uh, can come huge. So first of all, define your specific product market fit, your specific value proposition. This is point number one. Secondly, yeah, you should define how you're going to sell this. Is it like private sessions? Is it maybe some handbooks, playbooks, maybe some uh, group consultations, whatever you have? Secondly, uh, like what results this product will give to your customers? What they will achieve after what sessions give them expectations just to be clear about your relations and how the process should look like. After that, you can have different tools, multiple tools. Okay, build your personal website, build the SEO for your personal website so you can be searchable and your domain authority will go huge. So first of all, everything starts from your personal website, especially for professionals who want to build and scale their business. Build your personal website, invest into uh, some basic tools for SEO, for your website positioning, for your key branding. Secondly, see, think how you can sell your products. Should you connect it to your personal website? Should you connect some uh, third-party system? Should you build something for you? Like how the process will look like for operations for yourself. Secondly, think about the communication channels with your customers. Okay, your customers have your website. What they are going to do with this website? Book consultations with you, subscribe to the newsletter, subscribe to your communication materials, call you back, whatever. Just make sure how your customers can reach you out for ask you questions, how they can book you for your time. And I guess the, uh, the fourth part before we we'll, uh, go in really deep details, I guess it's going to be how their CRM system should look like. Uh, their communications between you and your customers is it about like calling? Is it about SMS? If people are not responding, why, how and why you should reach them out? How should you build referrals from your current clients? How your current clients can bring you new clients? So this is about another important question about the scaling of your business. Yeah. And, the, and the, now there's a lot to unpack there. So, uh, you know, the yeah. first part, I mean, standardizing your services and let's talk a little bit mm -hmm. about that. Well, first off, like it's, it's amazing how many service businesses and consulting as a service, um, don't 
have standardized services. They don't have like a menu that you can choose from. Mm -hmm. And yeah. kind of like you mentioned, if you don't have that, like, what are you selling? Like, are we just going to sell anything we want or it's too general? <clears throat> I think overall, when uh, when a potential prospect or client is in the, that exploratory stage and you're they're at your site and I don't know, man, they come out of it and they're like, what does this person actually do yeah. or sell? So like, you know, come, come up with, uh, all right, well, let's, we'll create a fake consulting business here. And let's just say we're going to teach people that shoe stores how to sell more shoes. We should define mm -hmm. that. Inventory management. Mm -hmm product selection, like, you know, like data analysis, you know, I mean, I'm just making these up on the fly, but these are example of, of standardized services that you can gain some kind of expertise in and begin to move forward. Now, if you, if you are so many, you mentioned like the personal website, because a lot mm -hmm. of consultants are a one person show, you can't yeah. scale yourself. You have to build a team. You have to be, that's where that standardization of services, that development of that material that goes with it and other people to do it. And I, I know this pretty well because at full scale, we in some ways are a consulting company, although people mm -hmm. contract our employees through our platform. Um, but, you know, like without, you know, we've got a very, very uh, narrow service offering that's very defined and we don't get outside that i think if you want to scale you got to like stick with what you want to do and how how you want to do it now you know also on my list here you've got leveraging technology you know that's a little bit of that your platform helps do that um what are mm -hmm. a couple of things that worky does that an independent consultant or you seem to have a lot of a lot of like language tutors and stuff that you're representing yeah, yeah. site and like uh -huh. how do people use how do people use the technology to scale because Overall, that kind of whether it's just CRM or everything else, that kind of stuff is a huge time suck that you could be instead going out and getting paid to perform services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, for a lot of people, it's really hard to start because you need to start somewhere and you need to understand, OK, <laughs> what should I do? Where should I start? How to build my personal website? All that stuff. So with Worky, uh, what problem we are solving? We're solving you how you can actually start. Uh, well, once you sign up, you're just giving us your name, surname, professions, and your picture, and we're helping you to create your personal website automatically with our generative technology. So we're creating all the content for you, all the website layout, all the designs for you automatically. You can change it in every time uh, just simply by editing the sections. But the thing is that uh, we help you to get this aha moment. Wow, okay, so this is where should I start? So we we getting to you ready this like initial picture of your personal website. Secondly, we help you to keep all your business operations and all infrastructures that you need for your business already out of the box. Uh, built-in payments, built-in booking system, built-in projects, client management solution, video calls. So all those tools are already built in for your convenience. You do not need to think about them, uh, choose the providers, etc. We already like pick the best things for you that could work already uh, under the hood. So you already have your infrastructure ready to go, your personal website ready to go. Third part, we're helping you to put your products, your services in place. We help you to describe your services. We help you to define pricing for your services based on market average. We help you to define duration, what should be delivered within your services. And you already see the picture how your business could look like in minutes, just to have like everything 
prepared for you specifically. And after that, you can scale those things. You can edit, you can improve all those skins, uh, things, but at least you have this base, the infrastructure that you can use. Yeah, and I like that. I like that onboarding template because everything you mentioned is, I mean, those things, uh, I mean, it's nice to have, a, you know, any, any platform or any tools or anything that can walk you through that because there really is like, yeah. it, it gets moving. You know, one of the things that I like about, I'm a little biased here because I'm also the okay. founder of Gigabook, but scheduling is, look, here, here we're in this, you know, ever since Amazon came out, uh, we're in this uh -huh. one click kind of culture. And, you know, like I, I'm, I want to thank you for putting that in there for people because that's that missing okay. component. You need to look, if you listen to one thing from that, I'm going to say from this episode, this might be the one, the one thing that is going to help you scale. You have to make it easy for people to buy stuff from you. Absolutely. You, I mean, you cannot make it difficult. Like, I mean, I, if you're, if you're a consultant and, and I need a short amount of time, I don't want to fill out your contact form. I don't want to wait for you to call me back. I want like, and, and if, and I, and there's someone out there that's like, yeah, but my clients love the personal interaction. No, they don't. They want to go somewhere, pick a time, hit a button, pay schedule, and then show yeah. up at the time they need it. So like all that back and forth. I mean, that's why I built Gigabook 10, you know, almost 10 years ago was you get all these emails. Hey, are you available then? No, are you available then? And it's like, it ends up being all you do. So if you yeah. feel like you're chained to your business as a service provider, because you're emailing, texting, and then guess what? While you're providing service, you can't answer a call. You can't do this. That's when you need the technology to scale. And, you know, and, and by the way, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys prevent this, but, you know, like double bookings and stuff like that. Nothing's going to piss off a client more than them showing up or being yeah. ready. And you're like, ah, great. There's three of you here because I wasn't organized. So, you know, there's there's yeah, a lot. That's crazy. The complexity in scheduling is remarkably higher than people think it would be. Because when you start connecting payments, notifications, reminders, you know, invoicing, like all that stuff, it becomes exponentially tougher. So, you know, for those of you out there looking at stuff, have an appreciation for the scheduling part. It is what drives the business. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Matt, for highlighting this. And uh, actually, actually uh, two lessons that we learned. Uh, and uh, yeah, especially for those people who starting their business, uh, two lessons that you should like really invest in your business before you will learn this. First one is that it was really um, the day when we changed our mindset, when our customers told us that actually our clients like you, that's why we are with you. Because our clients like their experience by booking me, by having business with me and that's why i'm using you guys so at the moment when we realize that their end customer actually pays you uh then you need to understand where you should focus uh because at the end of the day end customer pays you bills right if our clients don't if, if our users don't have clients they will have no money to pay for us for our service right so this is a mindset and um uh, yeah so that was lesson number one and uh 
lesson number two yeah just uh, out of my brain <laughs> at the moment but yeah when you're building things for people uh with understanding like what products you should sell like what what experience you should provide that really makes sense for scaling the business for understanding the product and as more similar you can make the product for other users so they can feel the potential results out of the product they can feel uh, what to expect and how they will change be changed after the product you deliver so that, that's huge yeah i think one thing for for those that are getting started is you know you, you talk about you got to get started somewhere and and you know the for someone that's trying to get a consulting or a, a solopreneur business off the ground a lot of the costs can feel a little overwhelming at first because there's this and that and, you know, like all these different things. First off, there's enough free tools out there to get started in some regards. But, you know, everyone talks about, hey, let's measure the data. Let's do this. Let's do that. What data doesn't tell you is the value of the opportunities you miss because they kind mm -hmm. of people that go to your site and they look at it and they're like, this is confusing. This is terrible. This is too much. This is that. Yeah. And, and, you know, so you look at, I've had people say like, oh, you look at like Gigabook, which like $15 a month for just some basic booking and collects payments and some stuff like that. It doesn't do all the, it, it connects to some of the things that you have built in, but you know, some people, oh, $15 a month. I'm like, that's nothing. Like, unless you have no value yeah, for your just, time. Like, too caucus. Yeah. You can't outclass, you can't outclass that return on effort. But the main thing is, is it's about those missed opportunities. It's about the, mm -hmm. it's about the ones. And, and that's the thing. That's what data analytics has a very difficult time measuring is what someone's thinking when they're not buying. Data analytics mm -hmm. will tell you what people buy, maybe how fast they buy it, how often they buy it, how, what the lifetime value of a buyer is. But yeah, but yeah you need to sit back and think about that because, you know, a lot of like you talk about consulting. If, I'm, if I hire a consultant, it's my hour to talk to this lady. I don't uh -huh. want her answering four other calls along the way and taking appointments. Yeah, yeah, that's not focused on what I'm doing. So that's where a lot of these tools that are out of sight, out of mind. And I just really like, I felt this way 10 years ago. I feel that way even stronger now. Like if someone sends me a meeting, like I ask for a, a time to talk and they don't send me a booking link, I'm kind of offended by it at this point. I'm like, yeah, yeah. my time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really really uh, clear difference between like uh, how it was before those tools and uh, how it goes right now because right now yeah uh, numerous of companies is doing booking video calls payments and uh, when people are kind of just thinking okay it's like not important for me for my business at the point I'll get there you're already lo uh, losing your competition Right, because your competitors already starting from that point, and everything starts from user's experience, right? You you like white people buying coffee because they can like coffee, feel smell, see nice pictures, and that's marketing. They are selling you the product, right? The, the same goes with other products that you have like for your business, and uh, yeah, you you just have to be on the same level as your competition just to survive. If you are not doing something, it means that you're already behind. And that's like pretty bad sign. Well, I think the technological improvements, if you think about it from a consulting standpoint, 
I mean, I'm not going to hire a, a consultant or a coach that doesn't have a website. I work in tech, yeah. like you're in San Francisco. There's probably higher expectations for what someone's going to come up with. Like I expect it. I expect some kind of technological solution. Now, look, if you decide not to use Gigabook or Worky or whatever, just go get a freaking Calendly account at a minimum. Go do now. It's not going to do the same kind of stuff, but make it easy for people to book to, to schedule with you. Cause I'm telling you, if you don't, you are losing meetings or you're just burning up a whole lot of time doing it. And, you know, I want to talk about a couple more uh, growth hacks with that. And you know, before, before we get into that, I want to remind everyone that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you go to fullscale.io where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Go to fullscale.io to learn more. So that's how we get. So we are kind of consultants at Fullscale. Um, granted, we do sell the services of our own employees, but that's where it begins with us. And, I, and you, I, everything I just mentioned about like going to our site, uh, you know, this is technology we built for ourselves and we did it all in the spirit in, of efficiency, you know, like qualifying a customer, asking specific questions. I don't know if Worky does this, but one of the big things, like even for this podcast, which you use Gigabook to, to book, we are able to put in Gigabook, you're able to put in a lot of custom data collection. And, and mm -hmm. I, we went back years ago because, you know, this podcast comes out five days a week and, and we started looking to expand the number of episodes. And we, you can just look at your business and say, where are we spending a bunch of time manually? Now, mm -hmm. the podcast first came out and it didn't have huge listenership like it did now. We were a little more hesitant to maybe make the listener do a bunch of work, but now we're like, Hey, you know, we're going to put someone on a big stage. We're going to promote the show. We're going to give them airtime. The least that they could do is answer a couple simple questions. What are those? Your name, your business, your website, your yeah. social handles, just these little things that we would have to go and try to do manually. And then maybe your Instagram isn't connected to your name or whatever. Like these are things. So being able to do that and have all that saved, saved us, you know, 30 to 60 minutes per guest times hundreds per year. And then also like the reminder factor, like, cause you still need people. This is transactional as well. I need you to show up to be a guest, same kind of feel. So people forget about things. And like this kind of automation is back to that whole thing of preventing. I think too many business owners are, are they're, they're, sa they're you, saving money is making money. And if someone mm -hmm. doesn't show yeah. up, you can't remind them or you don't make it easy or your billing sucks or like whatever. And, you know, like it's like and, and by the way, here in this modern age, if you don't take credit cards, you're not going to make more sales. You know, like some mm -hmm. of it like, just don't make it overly complex to do stuff. You know, I don't know. I'm every, off, every safe I'm off my soapbox now. Go ahead, Eeyore. But there's, I mean, there's, yeah. there, I mean, really, if you're not using basic technology, you're doing it wrong. You don't look credible. You're not like, if you don't look like you're in the business of whatever it is that you say you do, I'm not hiring you. Uh, every, at the end of the day, every saved penny is the penny that you earned, right? Oh, yeah. So every, oh, yeah. Uh, every everything that you can do for your business today, just do it. About data points, about uh, 
understanding of your customers, this is like another huge topic we can discuss here. Uh, as more data you can have about your customer, who they are, why they are here, what they do, what they want to do, uh, why they're booking the call, etc. As more data you'll have about your customers, as more better you can build your value proposition, as more better you can build your product, and as more better you can acquire more and more of your potential customers to your product, to your business. So, yeah, everything that goes from ans uh, as as we, uh, asking questions before the call, during the call, after the call, say, sending surveys, uh, don't forget to reward your users. You know, every feedback, especially when you are a big company, small company, whatever size you, are, you have, uh, every feedback for you is a gift that your customers can give you because their feedback can navigate you through waters, can show you what's the right direction for your business, for your product, for your sales, for your customer support, for everything that your company touches and operate in. So it's very important to make sure, okay, uh, here, here what our clients will see once they will find our company website. Here what they will see when they will try to make the decision about the product. So make sure the product is precise. You have plenty of description of the product. You have testimonials of other customers who use the product, who have good results, who have better results, who can like also recommend your product to other clients. Then make sure the booking flow uh, makes super easy experience. Remember why people like Apple, why a lot of people buying Tesla right now, because customer experience is really big, a big portion of your product satisfaction right all the nice boxes all the nice flows clear picture without like too many data points just making your clients uh, too eager buy your product better and then those day more more sales more clients more revenue more value more place to improve the product itself Zach, secondly when you're meeting with your when you're interacting with your product why is they doing this what they want to achieve uh how the service going to be delivered to your customers what should they expect then what feedback they will sh uh, share you know every client uh support call you having with some companies they always ask you please stay on the line give us a feedback a lot of companies appreciate big companies appreciate this it means that it values a lot for them so don't lose this chance to ask as many questions as you can uh just to figure out who your customers are, what to sell better, and how to scale scale your sales. Yeah, you said something when it comes to sales. So I, I have this, I always talk about FAB, features, advantages, and benefits. You need to keep in mind if that people buy things because of the benefits that they provide. So if uh -huh. you find yourself talking about a feature, you need to describe the advantages and the benefits, which is similar to saying, uh -huh. this is, you should come out of a session with me with this and that and and so on that's back to the standardization of services and i think that um being able to put that in there you know this this type of session is good for people that need x y z a b c the typical person that participates in one of these sessions um you know experience experience the following benefits and you know when you mention advantages uh, there's other people out there that probably do what you do. Why are you better? Why are you, why are you better, faster, cheaper? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, and those are the things that, that speak to the buyer. Um, one thing I can tell you when it comes to sales is that a confused mind almost always says no. 
So clarify what it is that you're selling. Like people shouldn't come out of it. You get, and this is a, this is a tricky thing, man. Cause you also can't write a 2000 word white paper mm-hmm. about your services. Cause no one's going to read that either. Uh, I, that's why right. I actually, I love video for that. I think video is a great way to, to scale th- everything from marketing to certain support or FAQ. Like some people just don't like to read the long explanation. You'll find that you could even have a video that said the exact same things that the word uh, that, you know, yeah, and they, yeah. te- they teach you that to not read all the words right off the PowerPoint to your group. You could actually do that with a support video because some people just would rather watch or listen to it. So this is back to technology and the same thing, like, you know, you can, I don't know. Those videos can be useful. We've got a, a whole lot of them mm-hmm. around a whole lot of different things that we do. Now, how do you determine what to build and how you take the questions that people answer uh, that ask you, that people ask again and again and again and again and again, that's what you need to clarify. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just get, uh, get used to the video content, right? All social oh, media, yeah. they spoil yeah. us. We yeah. just like get used to spend like, five, 10, 15 seconds on video material, then we're just scrolling. So people get used to scroll already, right? It's just part of our, yeah, part of our fingers just to make him scrolling sync, right? On your smartphone. That's why uh, it's really uh, for companies, for a lot of businessmen and for, for a lot of startups, it's a real challenge to be on the same page uh, with big companies who are actually building trends, right? Because like Apple just recently released the Apple Vision glasses right in one year people will start getting used to different type of content to watching content this way right to having this available and people who and people and companies who can think about content that's gonna be in trend in one year but they already think about the content right now those companies will uh, let the market right that's why it's uh, it's about our human behavior in the end of the day uh, people behave to some behavior, to some things, to some testimonials, to some use cases. And as more clear and more precise and more like kind of native, you're going to be with those, your, those use cases as more like wins you can have for your business. Uh, I know one, one uh, friend of mine, he, he was building a WhatsApp company, uh, maybe early in 2009. And uh, when they were building the, the, the application, all designers, all developers who are iOS developers will stick to using the iOS app. All those who are using Android will stick to using Android. Because why? It's, it's look like, uh, like two same applications, but the, they behave differently. And you re- re- should really feel the behavior to make the proper decisions. Same with content, same with same with sales, same same with like payment process. You should really behave and feel that behavior to make it better, to make it like more appreciated by your customers. Less steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do less steps, everyone. Less yeah. number of steps to get to the X on the treasure map. And look, there's a reason that Amazon spent who knows how much to get to the one click buy push Mm -hmm. this button it's going to show up at my house in the next day or two and but but that is a representation of why it's important to have fewer steps make it easy for people to buy from you these are problems you need to solve if you're going to scale now um you know i i think one of the things that's kind of interesting if you talk about consulting businesses and content 
I don't think you can, man, I think it's difficult to run a modern consulting or services business and have no video content. Uh, research and it shows that, it, that with current trends, by the year 2030, 80% of everything consumed online is going to be video related. You know, mm-hmm. like some form wow. of video that could be AR, VR videos, shorts, reels, YouTube, stuff like that. And, you know, like it, I think you talk about consulting. So much of consulting is about trying to help a person or a business improve or do something better, take some shortcuts and stuff like that. I, you know, as, as someone who's written three books, done this podcast, I get a ton of social content, both from Matt DeCourcy and Startup Hustle. And, and here's the thing, like people Google you. People are going to Google your business and who you are. Like, do you, it, uh, there's this saying, it's old. So it said, nobody gets fired for buying IBM, meaning like people that go out and want to find consultants or, or service providers, they want to find them, especially if they're buying them at someone else's business, meaning like they don't want to bring the cheapest, worst, most like, because if, if they made the wrong decision, they don't want to have to explain later. Oh yeah, I picked this guy. He's got no website. He has no content. He he said he was an expert because that's kind of what you're going to sound like. So the the more of that stuff that you you uh, people ask me, they're like, well, why did you write? Why did you write books? Well, I'd always wanted to write a book, but I knew that writing books would make me more of a subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. Same thing yeah. with this podcast. You know, wow. it's not rocket mm-hmm. science. You know, get out there and create some of it. I was talking to a contractor yesterday who had Googled me and between me giving him work and him coming to do it, and he figured out who I was. And he was, which means he always want they always want a bunch of tips. And he said, Well, I'd really like to have more videos on social media. He said, I don't know why we haven't been successful with that. And I said, How many videos do you record every week? He said, Well, I haven't been recording any. I'm like, Well, that, there you go. <laughs> If you don't ever, yeah, yeah if you don't ever record do. one, you're never going to post one. You're never going to get better at posting them and you're never going to get anybody to pay attention. So somebody, you just got to get uh, up. And do it. Just, yeah. By the way, that's the amazing point that you just touched. Uh, I uh, made big analytical post uh, about all the recent changes in uh, consumer behavior and all the sales. And more m- most companies right now having more sales from content that is being used in Instagram. Instagram, yeah, TikTok is bigger, but Instagram makes more money for the business. And yeah. right now companies who have interaction and who have mix of social media accounts and different content to be produced in like video type, they're actually making more sales right now at the moment, uh, as of uh, Q2 this year. So the most recent information. So yeah, content and the video is just like way to be and but uh, when you said it's going to be 80%, I'm really even not surprised at all. Because like right, yeah, right now, yeah, it's hard yeah, to imagine. It's been trending that way. And, and you know, it's and some of that, these platforms have made it a lot easier uh, to, to publish content. Like people, I, I swear that the raw, transparent, authentic play is so much better than trying to overthink your production. You, If you have a smartphone, you have a recording studio and you have a video studio, you have an editing studio, you have all of it. It's Everything. all in there. Yeah. You really it's don't really have easy to start, yet. right? 
I remember I watched a video of Mr. Beans and uh, saying, uh, okay, what should you do? And the first, 100, first 50 videos that you will do will be crappy. Uh, yeah. After 100 videos, you'll figure out how to do how to make it better. So you should do at least 100 different videos, and just like with one rule, simple rule, just improve a bit every next one. Yeah, and don't don't make three and then call call me up and tell me that you tried and you yeah, failed yeah, yeah. at building an audience or getting views because everybody there, that's where a lot of people start quitting. Yeah. You know, I used to work in the music industry or in, uh, uh, in the musical instruments world. And the number one reason that people would quit a musical instrument is because they weren't good fast enough. That's not uh -huh. how it works, folks. Like the, like Dave Matthews, wasn't immediately he wasn't dave matthews on the guitar the first day he picked it up you know like you gotta yeah. practice you gotta put in the reps you gotta figure out how to do it better and i couldn't agree with your statement more so um mr beast is obviously mr beast but uh we have a friend at startup hustle uh, eric perkins of the perkins brothers who's oh coming up on a million subscribers for a, a construction related channel and he, so he wow. told me the same thing he said he said you know uh you know i made 100 videos before anybody started paying attention and even to the point when and at 50 he said that his wife was making fun of him she's like mm -hmm. i don't know is anyone ever going to start watching he's like i'm going to keep doing these and he looked i don't know if he had heard that somewhere else but he said i'm going to keep doing this till i get to 100 and as he got, to, it was weird because nearly as he got near a hundred, it started to get some traction. It wasn't necessarily just because he had that many videos in the channel. It's because he got better at it. He stayed consistent with it, and he learned how to provide content that matters. You know, like things that yeah. make you. And you talk about it like if you have a thirty-second video, please don't make fifteen seconds of it being an intro for your business with your logo because someone already left on that one. So, okay, you know, I, I don't want to get out of this episode without talking about this because I think people that are trying to yeah. scale a business become remarkably obsessed with new client induction and don't uh -huh. spend enough time on retaining the clients they have or doing simple account-based marketing. Look, it's way, way, way cheaper to keep the users and clients that you mm -hmm. already have than it is to find new ones. And then if you're doing a good job as a consultant, that business should be growing. They like what you've done with them. They want to buy more. Boom. There you go. It's a good way to scale. Mm -hmm. It's a good, it's a good basis and foundation to begin building a team with too because you can get uh -huh. other people to come in and kind of help with some of the things, the standardized service offerings and stuff like that. I mean, the, you know, remember, you can't forget about the people that are already in the boat trying to pull everyone else in the boat, because if you tip the whole thing over, then everyone's out of the boat. Uh, that's a great thinking. You know, people never, uh, never switching banks, right? Yeah. Because why? Because it's like why... <laughs> yeah, and for uh, you can think about every new bank that is currently on the market trying to acquire a new customer. So it's like thousands of thousands of dollars just to acquire a new customer, right? Uh, that's why, yeah, yeah, it's an amazing point. Uh, every time making more money from your current current customers is much more easier comparing to acquiring new customers.
So 100%. you should be specific how to engage them and how to be kind of part of your business, how to work with them, how to reward them, right? How to keep them warm uh, and keeping clients warm just for, for our business, how we're doing this. Emails, always sharing, uh, always asking feedback, always uh, sharing them with them, like first insights about the product. Uh, if they have something to do, we're asking them to prepare a review, we'll reward them with some free accounts, with some Amazon gift cards. A lot of businesses just even don't think about the simple things that you can give right now. It's $5 Amazon gift card for any feedback. People will do, believe me, people will do a lot of things for those five dollars on amazon and it's the easiest way to acquire feedback to have some like testimonials to have something for your business that can boost your current relations that can boost your new sales and that can boost your revenue so just think small nothing like nothing in the middle five dollars amazon gift card keep clients warm uh, improve your sales improve your acquisition uh, make more money easy yeah. Now, now with that, at the same time, and this is the one other thing I want to make sure we get in here is you need to be preparing for scalability too. I, I, I yeah. um, am involved. I've, I've seen a lot of pitches, a lot of investment pitches, a lot of just pitches in general and talk to, oh my God, so many founders over these years, especially because of this show. And everyone seems to be working on preventing the sky from falling but uh-huh. they don't necessarily prepare oh, yeah. for the sunny day. What happens if everything goes right? What happens if everything that you thought, or even most of it, goes right? Because if you're not prepared for that, you're not going to scale either. You're just going to, you're, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, that, that's going to be a different solution. And maybe the consultant needs to hire a consultant about that. But there are, you know, like what would happen mm-hmm. if, if everything you did went really, really well? Because if you're not prepared for that, I mean, in some cases, it could take weeks, months, years to, you know, be prepared for that. So are you ready if everything goes well? I don't think you're going to scale if you're not prepared for it. So you got to start thinking mm-hmm. about what you might need and and in the same way you would do contingency planning. So with contingency planning, you're just trying to, you're trying to imagine and create as many potential outcomes as possible. And here's the, the amazing thing about that. You throw most of it away because you're just being prepared. But the earlier you begin to think about that and consider it, the more of an informed decision you're going to make later when it's time to scale. I think it's just mm-hmm. that. If you're not, if you're not ready it's, to uh, do that. It's a real problem of ch- ch- chicken and egg, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you really prepare about scale, you can like uh, lost the fraction of your current business uh, and vice versa. So yeah, I guess there is like no perfect uh, answer on this question. I guess like this is their life uh, lifestyle and mindset of being an entrepreneur. You need just to make sure you're taking care about everything. If you're not ready to taking care about everything, I guess it's pretty hard to be an entrepreneur for you. Right. So, yeah, especially uh, think about your current product. Think about how you're going to scale this. You, it's, it's your role at the end of the day. For a business owner, your responsibility is to be not chief executive officer. You need to be chief everything officer. Uh, that's Just my title. Be, that is my exact yeah. title. Chief everything officer, like down you, to the email signature. Oh, you're yeah. On the same page. Oh, yeah. 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 I Yeah. If you're not ready to do well, I have done it all. And then. 
that creates a whole different problem. If we're really talking about scalability in that regards, you need to not be the person that does everything because everything becomes too dependent on you. And uh-huh, you uh-huh. can't, you can't be the traffic way for everything that occurs. And it's tough for a lot of people to, to, to get rid of or, or move away from. All right. So once again, with me today is Eeyore Bauman. He's the CEO and co-founder of Worky. Go to worky.net. There's a link for that in the show notes. As a quick reminder, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale. There's a link to fullscale.io. We can help you scale your team and your business. That's way hey, full scale. That's why we're called what we're called. And, you know, I really, I really like the platform you've built, Eeyore. It's got, uh, you really did. It. I've seen I've seen things like this over the years, and they're they're, yeah. they're always missing a couple of things that kind of make me tilt my head sideways. But the booking thing is always missing. It's because it's yeah. difficult, man. It's not straightforward. It's it's not as easy. But that's it. Your calendar dictates your your everything. If you're a consultant, I mean, yeah, that's your time. I'm how you everything. Know, it's how you meet. It's how you do all of it. So having that in there, and then. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just think that ease of use, you know, even just like a simple booking page or like, like you, you get at work, you get, I I love, so we have like a little mini site kind of page that we can do. We have a lot of different ways for you to present your booking link at Gigabook because there's a, I mean, there's a lot of different use cases. A lot of people don't have a website. And by the way, if you don't have a website, I'm going to remind you it's 2023. Yeah, there's no reason to not have a freaking website. Good reminder. I yeah, mean, good reminder. Yeah. If you don't have a website, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you don't have a website, then I just don't think you're that serious about it. I, love like, it. I think the only way you don't need a website is if you're a caveman that services cavemen. You know, yeah. Past that. Uh, and I think yeah. there's probably, and they, they even have websites now. Uh, by the way, you know, funny things that about 10 years ago, Mark Zuckerberg said that, okay, if you don't have a social media account, you do not exist. And uh, no. right now it's 2023, as you said, and if you do not have your personal website, you just don't exist, right? Your people can find you. You don't have this like one point of, of your business. You just don't exist anymore. Yeah, but from a consulting business, you have to have that presence. Yeah. You have to be online because, I, you know, I, you know, one of the biggest I get on calls a lot with people that are interested in full scale and um, they're often have listened to the podcast and I go to tell them about what we do and they say, Oh, I listen to the podcast, but look at that. That's someone that already feels like they know me and that makes my job <laughs> of working with them. I don't have to climb. It's, it's, yeah. it, it's efficiency, but that's, you know, so keep that in mind, folks, if you want to scale a consulting business, you got to be visible. You got to be like, uh, I, I, you can still be humble and talk about the things that you've done well, you know, like there's, yeah. there's ways to do it, but you gotta be findable. You gotta be searchable. You are so many things we could keep talking about, but we're out of time. So I'm going to catch up with you down the road, man. I'll see you next time. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.